0: From Christ Church Cathedral in Houston, Texas, this is Making Our Home for Faith, the podcast. As we journey through the season of Easter, join ministers for young adults, youth, and children, Christy, Marcia, and Carrie Ann, for a time of shared wisdom that we are calling Trail Mix small bites of truth for our travels both spiritual and physical. There is such richness that comes from sharing what we are learning on the road of life. In the words of St. Augustine of Hippo, it is solved through walking. We are honored to walk this leg of the journey home with you.
1: Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in us the fire of your love.
0: Envía tu Espíritu Creador, y renueva la faz de la tierra.
2: O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations.
0: Por Cristo nuestro Señor. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: The scripture for this week is from Proverbs sixteen nine. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his
2: steps. Okay. So our word this week is discerning. And um, one of the people that I listen to um, best when I'm trying to discern something is Brennan Manning. He's just, I don't know if you've ever found somebody who um, you just gel with the way they write or it seems like they're writing the way you think, um, Mm. or maybe that they've read your diary. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I feel that way when, when I read Brennan's stuff, but this is from his book, um, The Furious Longing of God. I have decided that if I had my life to live over again, I would not only climb more mountains, swim more rivers, and watch more sunsets. But I, would, I wouldn't only jettison my hot water bottle, raincoat, umbrella, parachute, and raft. I would not only go barefoot earlier in the spring and stay out later in the fall, but I would devote not one more minute to monitoring my spiritual growth. No, not one. What I would actually do if I had to do all over again I'd simply do the next thing in love. And I think right now, um, so much of what I'm feeling is that I don't know the ne- the next right thing to do, um, whether that's around uh, social justice issues, um, or whether that's in, you know just what to make for dinner. I know that sounds dumb, but but I need to make all those decisions in love. Um, I can choose to be real grumpy about having to do the dishes, or I can choose to do that in love. Um, The other morning I was running around the house and I noticed that everything seemed kind of pink tinged. I don't know how to explain it other than that there was just a pink hue around the house. And I, I realized that there was a pink sunrise. And so I called the girls outside into the, the yard to look at the sunrise um just just for love, right? Not because our lives are immensely better for having stopped and looked at a sunset or a sunrise or changed the approach to washing dishes, but maybe maybe doing those things in love is the, the right way to start. Um all things. So that's where I'm at in my discerning process. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow. To be in love. <laughs> <laughs> Just That's, um, that's an interesting perspective. That's interesting to think about. Um, I think I often also, um, say I want to have like, give me the eye, give me your eyes, Jesus, right? Give me your eyes so I can see love, but that's so difficult, but to be actually discerning in love, I think, uh, mm-hmm. Wow. That gives everything a different, differently different
1: light. Mm. get those rose, rose-colored glasses, right? So everything that you look through, look in love. I mean, that's what you got. Right? Or you got like God. That. <laughs> God gave you that, like uh, sunrise through, through mm. God's uh, rose-colored glasses, right? Mm. And if you just pivot to love, it makes everything different. I mean, it makes everything a different shade. If you start off with love. It's not always easy. I mean, I, we, I think we all know that.
2: Well, you know, certain things kind of in that same vein, there's a, there's a person that I have difficulty, um, understanding. And in my prayer time, I asked God specifically, like break my heart with the things that break your heart. Mm -hmm. Show me this person, the way you see this person. And suddenly like when that happens, Like you can't unsee that. (laughs) You can't, Mm -hmm. you can't unlove that, you know? And maybe I really don't want to unlove that. Maybe what I want to do is for God to mold me into that, that way of seeing and that
0: way of being,
2: you know, I don't know. It's good stuff though.
0: (laughs) Very good stuff. Okay. So, um, Discerning is always tough for me. <laughs> As if I'm sure this whole podcast I mentioned that all things are tough for me, but discerning is <laughs> always tough. Um, particularly discerning um or discernment is always hard because I um I think like you just mentioned it 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 causes um heartbreak. And um there's there's a, a whole a range of emotions that happen that I'm just like I'm okay without, you know, I'm okay, just like not feeling, you know, um, or like feeling happy um, all the time, not all the time, but you know what I mean? Like, I know there's some sort of change that's going to happen. Um, and uh, sometimes I'm just okay with it, you know, but um, so um, in thinking of discernment, um, discerning, um, I want to share a book with you, um, or a part of, uh, of a book called Nobody Cries When We Die. And it's by Patrick uh, Patrick Reyes, um, and it's based on God, community, and surviving adulthood. And he's um, a theologian, an educator, administrator, um, and overall, like great person. Um, comes from um, a very rough neighborhood in um, in California and in, L- in LA. Um, has uh, grew up uh, through uh, gun violence and was able to seek and find God through that. Um, So um, I'm gonna share a little bit of his book uh, with you guys. Um, So it says, this book is about living. It's it's, it's about hearing God's call in the moment when we are suspended off the ground. The moment we have no way of knowing how or when we will get down or whether we, we will still be breathing when we do. It's about discerning the call to life in the midst of almost certain death. When was the first time you heard the voice of God calling you into new life? Was it, was it that you first knew? Was it, when was it that you first knew your vocation? Did God, did God provide a job description? Did God map out your life journey for you? Did God answer your call when life no longer seemed possible? God didn't provide me with a job description either. God did provide me mentors, guides, leaders, role models, loved ones, and experiences through whom and through which I could hear God's voice calling me into new life. This book is about how you can discern your vocation through your own narrative with God and God's community. Um, so I, I love that um, He, when he, uh, when he discerns a call, a call, he, the whole book is about discerning the call to life. So discerning the the call to live, not necessarily a call to do, be an educator or be a theologian or whatever. He, his instant is a purpose for, for which to live for. And so um, because he lived through a whole um, there are several instances where he almost lost his life through gang violence. And so um, that in those moments was was when he really felt like God is calling me to live. He saved me so many times. So there's a reason why I'm alive. There's a reason um, why I continue to be saved. Right. And so I love that he says that. He didn't write a whole like prescription, right? And because that's how life is, right? We expect at least I do. I expect the whole like prescrip- uh, prescription uh, or job description of what I'm supposed to do. like I'm supposed to work at the bank and then go into you know uh, uh, men- youth ministry and then you know whatever. but it doesn't work like that, right? Um, <clears throat> God speaks through through mentors, through guides, through leaders, through role models, through loved ones uh, through community, right? He speaks to us about what's supposed to happen next through everyone, through this conversation, through you guys. Um, so I I love that about, um, about this reading, um, and then discerning. I love that. I don't know what's, what's next. Um, and I never know what's next. And I say, I love it, but I really don't write, (laughs) but, um, but, um, I've come to, to love the process of discerning, um, onto what's next, because in that process, I'm trusting him. That's when I, I think really, I can test my faith that I am trusting him and putting my hand in his life, my hands, um, uh, my life in his hands for what's next. Yeah.
1: I love like the timing hmm. because there are so many people, like, as you said, like, there are so many people who come into your life and leave your life and, gosh the timing is everything and God is just like on point like and then sometimes you don't see it till this person is maybe out of has been out of your life for years and years but you see how in that exact moment maybe it was a deep discernment maybe it was just you know something minuscule like a retreat or something but there was that one person you may like forget their name completely but how much they sewed into your story and how, so that, that, that always gets me is, it's definitely the, the, the people that meet along the way, but it's that, it's that timing that just, oh, but yeah.
2: I, I love so much of what, what you just brought up. I, um, at a, a young age in my, in my faith, or no, in my college years in my faith, um, I don't think I would hang out with that girl right now. Like, I don't think I would be friends with her um, because of how um, narrow-minded and, and um, myopic I was at that time. Um, and it, I, I was very convinced that if I was convicted about something, that it was my job to convict everybody about that thing, whatever that was. Um, and not only that, but like, if I didn't convict you of the same thing that I was convicted of, then that I was failing. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, it took loving mentors and patient friends and, and actually people who aren't even in my sphere of influence anymore. Right. People that were seasonal friends, which I don't think I even believed in back then. I thought that if you were friends, you were my friend we would die friends. Like, that's just the way it is, you know? And like, I did, I did not understand that that someone could come into your life for a season, maybe even for the purpose of helping you realize how very myopic (laughs) you were being. And then boom, they're not in your life anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that idea that discernment um, and wisdom our, 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 bedfellows are good friends. Right. Um, I, I lacked so much wisdom. So it was hard to make good decisions and discern, um, what God's call was in my life. Wow. That's, I remember someone saying to me though, if you are called to be a burger flipper at Whataburger, be the best freaking burger flipper there ever was at Whataburger and do it unto the Lord. And I was like, how do you flip a burger unto the Lord? Well, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, right? You do it in love. You do all those things that we do. Um,
0: hmm. And I mean, and even if you think about like how, I mean, just listening to both of you guys reminds me of like, I met, I met Christy at a retreat like years ago, like Um, 2015, when I wasn't, when I was barely like tiptoeing around the idea of being a a full-time youth minister. Um, And I I encounter her and her, like this person full of energy. Right. Um, And then like automatically want to be best friends with her, you know, but but attracted by her energy, um, not realizing that you know, six years, right? I'm doing my math right. Um, <laughs> I would be, you know, working with her, you know, and doing like ministry, doing what I love alongside her, right? And so, um, one of the special moments I remember Christy is—I didn't even ask me, but here I am telling you—is um, <laughs> is, um, so the, so the day I interviewed, I was super nervous, super super nervous. Um, and so um, I was scheduled to have a. Uh, interview with Barkley and Christy. Um, and so she texted me and she told me, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> she told me um, that she was praying for me and that meant so much to her, um, to me, right? Like it had been years since we talked, right? Um, and then she came downstairs and gave me this huge, great hug pre-COVID, right? Um, <laughs> and so um, that's when like exactly what you just said, Christy like the right timing is, yeah. is amazing. So, yeah.
1: Make me not I gotta talk. Making me cry. Um, and now it's good. We ate tree beards, and whenever just note to people: if you're going to interview, don't let don't make them eat while you're interviewing. It's awkward. Just
2: um, a fun <laughs> note, <laughs> just in case you're trying to discern should we eat during discern. an interview? No, no, the no answer. Just don't do it. Yeah.
1: Maybe snack. Maybe a light snack. Um. Yeah the trusting parts, the hard, but we know, we know in the end that God's timing is everything. Um, but how funny that, so my, um, mine is by, you know, our, our good friend, Bob Goff, uh, in the book, everybody always. And, um, I feel like you read my diary, uh, as well, Carrie, because mine is, has talked about love. Right. And so, um, This is actually the very end of the book. It's like literally the last page, the last paragraph or last two paragraphs. Um, So it really does a nice little bow wrapping for the book. So I would recommend reading the whole book, but anyway, Um, here's what Bob has to say. Um, If you want to become love, stop just agreeing with Jesus. Go call someone right now, lift them up in ways they can't lift themselves send them a text message and say, you're sorry. I know they don't deserve it. You don't, you didn't either. Don't put a toe in the water with your love, grab your knees and do a cannonball move from the bleachers to the field. And you won't ever be the same. Don't just love the people who are easy to love. Go love the difficult ones. If you do this, Jesus said, you've you'd move forward on your journey towards being more like him equally important as you practice loving everybody always what will happen along the way is you'll no longer be who you used to be god Mm. will turn you into love i mean
0: bob But has Bob met the people like I've met? Like, <laughs> like does I'm Bob not people? understand?
2: <laughs> Are we sure though? Like <laughs>
1: <Right>? everybody
2: <laughs> always Bob always. tends to step on the toes. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. in a in a loving, kind, kind of I'm wearing clown shoes way, but he still steps on the toes. He he doesn't do Bible studies. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. He does Bible doings. And I there's something so like, well duh, of course I should be doing what the Bible says, not just studying it. He mm-hmm. and um and he really is putting the rubber to the road there, you know, like stop talking about loving people and
0: just do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't talk about it, be about it.
2: Oh man. Ooh, oh. The pillow. Just get tattoos on the inside of my eyelids, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> huh. Uh, well. And, well, also say it reminds me of when we went and saw Bob. Like how <sighs> random and beautiful that God had that timing. Like, so, uh, you know, and, and my husband Alex got to go with us. And so we got to share that, like, I mean, if you've ever met Bob, he is, he's just the epitome of joy and love. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just want to like, you just smile, you can't stop smiling around him. But, but just, I just remember that, um, that being, and also being able to share that with him, with, with Alex, it was, it was real special. Remind start start
2: me, was that right before? No, okay. this was. It was right after, no, wasn't
1: it? Oh, it was. It was. Um. <sighs> yes, because I have a picture of me talking to him, very animated, yeah. and I'm telling him about this what I'm doing during the hurricane, and how yeah. like wild it was, and and all this stuff. Yes, it was during Be- it. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the aftermath. The aftermath.
2: Yeah. It's just so much. Mm-hmm. We have had an amazing run as far as ministry together. Um, I feel it's kind of like people say, Oh, you have my thoughts and prayers. I feel when I say this, it's going to sound like thoughts and prayers and I don't mean that, that way, but I feel honored and blessed to be on a team with you guys that we can, we can have these kinds of conversations and it doesn't feel um forced or um, it just feels right. It feels good to, to share our faith walks together. Well, I'm grateful for you.
0: Me too. Our,
2: mm-hmm. our breath prayer for this week um, is one that is not my, not my favorite one. Just gonna, just gonna say it. Cause mm. sometimes when I pray this prayer, I, I switch it up. Cause I usually say not your will, but mine. <laughs> Cause I think I know, right. You know, but, um, or maybe the words that are coming out of my mouth are not my will, but thine, but what's going on in my head and in my heart are, let me tell you how this should go down, God. And so, um, if, as we were talking, if anything kind of spurred in you, like you uh, the beginning of discernment. About a situation or a person or a, um, maybe somebody even that you need to that you need to reconnect with or disconnect from. Um, just take as we do th- this prayer. Just take that in and release it um, at the same time. So our inhale will be not my will, and our exhale will be but yours. So we'll do that three times together. Inhale, not my will, but yours. Not my will, but yours. Not my will, but yours. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Making Our Home for Faith, a podcast production of Christchurch Cathedral in Houston, Texas. You can find supplemental materials on our website at christchurchcathedral.org forward slash homeforfaith. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star rating so that we can continue sharing content like this with others. Special shout out to our cathedral families who are walking virtually the Camino de Santiago during the season of Easter. We are walking with you and praying for you. This trail mix was made especially for you. Artwork for the podcast by Jennifer Garcia with Daymade Designs. Theme music for the podcast by Tori McClure. We pray that your home be blessed and strengthened today as we make our home for faith together.